What's poppin' internet? Welcome to another episode of the Synced Up Podcast, a show where we talk about news, games, and sandwich a little fun in between. I'm mm-hmm. your host, Timothy DeRoe, sure. and joining me this week is your boy, Michael Claire. I've warmed up to the your boy. Yeah. I believe it was Fielding who said, I appreciate Mike being my boy. So, <laughs> okay. for Fielding, All I'll right. let it slide. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Okay, today we're going to be talking about um, some plans for E3. Ubisoft, a lot of Ubisoft uh, stuff coming out uh, this week, and mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. Uh, Bethesda things getting confirmed. Spicy. Maybe, maybe not by Jeffy Grub Grub. Who knows? But before that, a little bit of housekeeping for you. Do you like our show? Who are you, you asking? Anybody. No. If you do, though, you should consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash synced up, where you can get access to our lovely Discord for $1 or for $5. Mm-hmm. You can get a post shows of all of our shows and a few other goodies, all from youtube.com slash synced up podcast and podcast services around the world it's worth it uh, there was my burp that, was that like early a, you've used that was like it a, a slow burp it's because i'm drinking this on cue this is for the video watchers this on cue root beer uh freeze mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're just gonna be slurping like that that's really good new episodes go up in both of those feeds mondays at 7 a.m central, central time, time zone gang. gang also you can write into the show at synced at gmail.com with any questions comments mm-hmm. concerns and uh, we might discuss them on the show please do that our shit is empty I'll come up with something. Completely empty. I'll write in an email. In there. I'll write one. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at SyncedUpPod, to keep up to date with all of our content, news, and everything under the Funny sun. bits. Synced Up Sun. Yes. Now let's get into the show. The news. ESA shares plans for digital E3 2021, including a new E3 app. This is by Josh Broadwell at Hi, Game Josh. Skinny. E3 2021 is all digital, and we've got a better idea how that will work thanks to some new information from the Entertainment Software Association. Everything revolves around the new E3 portal hub where public and media attendees can schedule events, visit digital booths, host video conferences, and more. Exhibitor booths will be uh, like one-stop points for everything to know about that specific publisher with articles, videos, and announcements. The ESA is also setting up a digital lounge areas for everyone to gather if they want to and dude i just blew a bubble out of my mouth disgusting literal bubble i watched it float i'm disgusted i'm kind of weirded out <laughs> gross bro that's post-show content that was you're odd. using it up. that was really odd save that Completely for later distracted me the essay is also setting up digital lounge areas for everyone to gather if they want to and forums for discussion Another, though less clear, feature is leaderboards. The ESA describes them as part of a, quote, gamified show elements that can be collected and displayed, encouraging fans to interact in as, uh, to interact in as many ways as possible, end quote. They'll be sharing more details ahead of the show's June 12th start date, however. Um, so, I don't know how... This is worrying. Th- uh, for me, it's a little worrying because... No. Huh? I was kind of joking. Was I, I was going to no. go on a bit, but you guys... No, some... I think it's a little bit worrying, um, mainly for a couple of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, I think it's not worrying in the sense of us being able to watch the press conferences because those will be on twitch youtube all that kind of stuff like we see uh, normally mm-hmm. um but for any of the more in-depth e3 stuff that we're going to see um you know a lot of these you see it all the time a lot of these in-house made apps just crumble under the weight oh, of the they're terrible of people on them yeah um and so can the e- esa make an app good enough with the servers good enough to be able because e3 is not a thing you can hey we're going to extend it today so everyone can get a thing like it's happening and that's it so yeah People got to be able to get on this app, and this this the app is more for press outlets and stuff than for us. But that's still worrying for them to mm-hmm. be to have to go through these hubs. See, on this the E3 this side is where I was gonna joke and be like, I'm worried because of the leaderboard system. Because what they're gonna say is, top three people get a free pin or something, and I'm gonna be like, I I gotta cancel work. No, I have to be E3 for three days straight, go into these digital booths, <laughs> looking get, for all the clues, finding the Declaration of Independence just to get, get some E3 free pin. pin. Yeah, no, so. I don't know. I mean, it's cool. It, it, I think it'll be nice, though, to feel more a part of the experience of E3. Because usually we just watch the show. Mm-hmm. 
some on the couch and it was always a mystical idea to be able to go to e3 someday yeah that'd be really course. cool right it'd be um, fantastic but i think this the app will make it kind of feel more interactive like you're there you're kind mm-hmm. of involved in some way so i i actually am kind of excited for that yeah hopefully i mean they're the I'm just entertainment about, software association yeah hopefully they can make an app yeah i'm just worried that they aren't going to be able to do it but we'll we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll have to wait and see look forward to more stuff coming out about e3 in the coming month e3 is exactly uh, a month we, we e3 will be over in exactly a month so um get That's excited because shit's gonna be popping nintendo's gonna be there mm-hmm. you you know Switch I'm be Pro, on my couch. Switch Pro rumors. Switch Fuck next. In. Um, switch next. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should do an e- depending on the news E3 on one of these days, E3 predictions episode. We need okay. to do do something like that. But let's I'm start talking about Ubisoft now. Ubisoft says it's changing strategy to focus on more high end free to play games. Assassin's okay. Creed Firm says it will no longer rely on three to four AAA games each year. This is from oh. Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Ubisoft is shifting away from its traditional strategy of releasing three to four premium AAA titles each year, but plans to launch high-end free-to-play games for its all for all of its biggest franchises. The company provided an update on its game development strategy during its full-year earnings call on Tuesday, when it said it intends to be less reliant on AAA releases as part of its overall product mix. Quote, in line with the evolution of our high-quality lineup that is increasingly diverse, we are moving on from our prior comment regarding three to four premium regarding releasing three to four premium triple A's per year, said Ubisoft's chief financial officer, Frederick uh, Duguet. Um, and then there's a little update to the article that he put in here. Ubisoft told VGC it's free-to-play push does not mean it will release less premium games. Back to the article, quote, It is indeed no longer a proper indication of our value creation dynamics. For example, our expectation for Just Dance and Riders Republic are consistent with some of the industry's AAA performers. Additionally, we are building high-end free-to-play games to be trending towards AAA ambitions over the long term, he added. This is purely a financial communication evolution and doesn't change the fact that we continue to expect high ca- a high cadence of content delivery, including powerful premium and free-to-play new releases. So, you know... um, this is a weird a thing. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I'm excited about Ubisoft IPs being yeah. worked on free to play. Mm-hmm. As in, because like, you know, with the next story coming up, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like you know, making a free to play Assassin's Creed game or free to play something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm too stoked. Especially if resources are being pulled away, because I feel like they they've been on an I mean, at least with some of the franchises, especially with Assassin's Creed, they've mm-hmm. been doing very well. Yeah, I agree. Um, and pushing in the right direction. If you're telling me you're going to pull resources away from that mm-hmm. to work on a free-to-play AC game, eh, I don't know if I'm about it. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't think I am. But like for other so, franchises, maybe it'll work better. Like yeah. for something like uh, like Watch Dogs, maybe yeah. a free-to-play Watch Dogs game might mm-hmm. work better. Or The Division, like in this and next Especially story. The Division. Yeah, this next story here, um, a little bit more Ubisoft stuff. Ubisoft will now brand all of its own games as Ubisoft Original. This is by Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. Assassin's Creed and Far Cry publisher Ubisoft will now brand all of its games made by internal studios as Ubisoft Originals. The name mm-hmm. first cropped up last week when Ubisoft announced Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland, a new free-to-play spinoff due later this year or early next. I think The Division works well. In a yeah, I think thing. that one works. Um, when asked whether this label meant anything more than fancy new branding, a Ubisoft spokesperson told Eurogamer today that, quote, moving forward, the Ubisoft original mention is attached to all of Ubisoft's game created in-house by our talented developers. Perhaps this is just a fancy branding, but currently Ubisoft does not publish any major games from external studios studios if ubisoft was looking to release games from other developers in the future perhaps some kind of indie publishing program this label would make would make sense as a way to differentiate those from uh, games made by the dozens of internal ubisoft studios around the world 
So yeah, like we were saying here, um, the division I think works well with a free to play spinoff just because of the nature of that game. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's many other AAA games coming out of Ubisoft's corner uh, section that works well in that environment. You know, like Assassin's Creed, um, Far Cry, shit like that. It doesn't really. Yeah, I don't think it'll work. Doesn't really work either. well. But this does get me excited though. The possibility of Ubisoft pu- doing an indie push like EA does or mm-hmm. something like that to differentiate because you know. I would like it. Yeah, I, I, I do love how when questioned whether it was just a name change or actually something more, they just said, we're, we're now Ubisoft original. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so maybe get excited for possibly published uh, indie games by Ubisoft in the future. Um, who knows? But a thing to not be excited about is the fact that Skull and Bones has been delayed yet again. Another year, another delay. Yet again. The open world pirate game has now been delayed in four consecutive years. This is from Tom Ivan again over at Video Games Chronicle. Ubisoft has delayed its open world pirate game Skull and Bones yet again. The publisher announced a delay on Tuesday as part of its latest earnings result, confirming that the game is now scheduled for release during its next fiscal year beginning on April 2022. Ubisoft said the current fiscal year ending on March 31st, 2022 will include the releases of Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine by September 30th, plus Riders Republic, The Division Heartland, and Roller Champions. Skull and Bones will now be released in 22 to 23, it confirmed. Um, this Sam, game's, I don't think this game's ever fucking coming out, bro. I don't know. I think since they keep delaying it instead of canceling it, it has to come out at this point because you've put an extra four years of work into it than I mean, expected. Yeah. You're too far in. I think it's going to come out. But how do you feel about this lineup? Uh, that's terrible. Okay. I, I'm, uh, Far Cry 6 seems interesting. Quarantine is just an update to an old game. And then you're not going to be on Roller Champions? No. Oh, okay. Or Riders Republic. I couldn't even tell you what that one is. I forgot. Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I completely... I, I didn't know if it was a, a racing game or a motorcycle game. I can't I remember. I have no idea. I literally so, can't remember it all. Far so Cry that, 6 is know, about Ubisoft it. Ubisoft is popping off. But they're all original. Valhalla was good. It was. I did like Valhalla. You know what's going to be good, though? What's going to be Fucking good? Starfield. But Bethesda Starfield is exclusive mm, to Xbox and PC. It's claimed. Reporters suggest a sci-fi RPG will appear at E3 and release in 2022 from Andy nice. Robinson and Video Games Chronicle. I would wow. love this. Wow, 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. see that part. Bethesda sci-fi RPG Starfield. Well, he also said it could be released this year, but maybe not, depending on COVID. Bethesda sci-fi RPG Starfield will be exclusive to Xbox and PC and thus won't release for PlayStation 5, it's been claimed. That's according to GamesBeat journalist Jeff Grubb, who wrote Ooh. Friday, Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC, period. This is me confirming that. Speaking in a live stream video, the prominent games industry reporter went on to state that he believed the title would appear at E3 next month and likely release in 2022. Starfield is the next big RPG from the creator of The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, originally announced in June 2018 with a teaser trailer following which director todd howard said it was a game he wanted to make for a very very long time nothing has been seen of the game since and at 2019's e3 show the game director asked fans to be very patient in regards to the next unveiling of starfield the release plans for bethesda softworks upcoming projects have been major talking points since microsoft announced its acquisition of zinimax media for 7.5 billion dollars the dubs keep coming for Xbox. Uh, the dubs continue to keep coming for Xbox. Uh, Jeff Grubb, a very notable and I think respectable person in oh, the I think so industry. Too. Um, and he usually, the things that he says is usually true. I trust this um, wholeheartedly. He, came, he appeared on Kind of Funny and said the original plan was to release uh, Starfield in 2021, but that was mm-hmm. pre-COVID restrictions and stuff. Which that shocks me. Yes. That blows my mind. Yeah, and so I would it, never have expected the 2021. And so he this. thinks it's going to be released in 2022 now, um, but I still think this is very exciting. If we could see some gameplay or something, at E3. E3, you know, Microsoft's recent acquisition of Bethesda, they're they're still doing two separate press conferences, but mm-hmm. you know they're going to they're going to dovetie them together really well. Yep. Um to show gameplay that would of sell Starfield. that would sell Xbox. That would sell Xboxes and to say, "Hey, it's coming out March 2022." 
Xbox exclusive day one Game mm-hmm. Pass. Here's the game. You can see it. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, maybe it's a play demo. Maybe it's just a gameplay. Do something like that. You can go crazy. Hey, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this is just me being stupid because we had, didn't get E3 last year. We yeah. haven't really had a gaming event that has hit in like two years. Like it's been a long time since we had one where everyone's been like, oh my god, and like we've been like on our heels. We've had good gaming events. Don't get me wrong, but there really hasn't been one where like our minds have been fucking blown, you know, in in, yeah. in a minute. And so I think. So maybe I'm just I want E3 to hit because it's been a year and we haven't had anything. I really feel like E3 is gonna hit this year, um, but that would be pretty gargantuan to be like, hey, here's the cool ass game that that you know the next Bethesda game that we've been waiting for. It's been mm-hmm. a long time. That the next everybody's wanted yeah. exactly. And also, it's not coming to PlayStation. And also, hey, give us a dollar and you can play it for three fucking months. Yep. Okay? Like I think this is a real. This is. A, it's this exciting. Real it, it sells Xboxes. It's a good move for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I'm excited. Glad I, glad I got mine. I'm stoked. And also, uh, I don't think this is too shocking, though, to talk about uh, on that side of things. I know a lot of people were like, oh, man, it's still going to come out on Sony because the thing came a little late in the cycle. Um, they paid $7.5 billion for Zenimax. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is incredibly I, shocking. I just would have been shocked if there wasn't a contract already made for this game for PlayStation. Because if you have it ready to be released in 2022, and the acquisition was like less than a year ago, mm-hmm. then... I mean, well, I, w- I would have figured they would had contracts with PlayStation by that point. Yeah, but you think so. To release but, it. But, um, uh, Unless Microsoft but has the, the ability to buy out that contract or something, you know? Well, Bethesda typically doesn't do these. They don't They do not do, like, exclusivity deals. They don't do Well, marketing. I'm not saying exclusive to PlayStation. Just, like, we're developing this for PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. We've, you know, we're working to get this distributed with PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. And that for that to be changed... Within well, a year I, and a half I, of its release or yeah. so. I don't know if there's anything that really locks you in. I don't I don't know either, but I would assume this game's been in development for a long time. Oh, I mean, yeah. And so I'm, I, it's just kind of crazy to me that it can that quickly be like, oh, well, we're I, dropping this system yeah. completely. I guess, I mean, if you're Microsoft, you say, hey, you, you put a lot of money into developing it for PlayStation. It's going to be worth more money to us if it's not there mm-hmm. in the long run. So just flip that fucking switch. We're not going to do that. Stop putting forward that focus on the Xbox version. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's better because you can now you can now prioritize. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, uh, you can optimize. You can mm-hmm. optimize more for the Xbox and PC system. Yeah. You don't have to spend any mound power on optimizing for PlayStation. And Bethesda is notorious for their games being super buggy and unoptimized. To be able to focus on one system would be better for their games, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and just better for Xbox in general for just this colossal dub. I guess that's fair. But, I mean, we'll have to see. They haven't come out. I really do think we'll see Starfield at E3. Whether or not it's released in 2022 remains to be seen. I trust Jeff Grubbo. I think we will, too. I yeah. trust Jeff. I think it's so, a good call. Exciting. I, guar- I, I, don't, know, I don't guarantee, but we're probably going to fucking see it at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever. They, they'll probably announce it then if it's going to be exclusive. You if know, we don't see it at E3, they dovetail I'm, it, I'm sure. Yeah, they dovetail it into the Bethesda thing. They open it up with Starfield, and they're like, oh, yeah, and the Microsoft press conference just happened. Oh, day, Game Pass day, day day and date. Exclusive mm-hmm. to Xbox, you know, or something like that. Maybe exclusive for six months. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, but moving on from Bethesda and Ubisoft, mm-hmm. let's talk about a company that's always in the news. Sega. Not always in the news, but Sega is considering Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio reboots, and they're working on a, quote, super game. What's a super game? I don't know. They haven't defined it. This is by Jordan Alleman at IGN. A financial uh, financial results presentation has revealed that Sega is considering reboots of Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, and other dormant IP while it begins to work on a super game. A resulted presentation... 
Uh, results presentation to mark the end of the fiscal year was published to the Sega Sammy Investor Relations website today. The slideshow includes a number of interesting details about the company's future plans. One slide concerns the utilization of IP, which is intellectual property, assets, noting which IPs are active and dormant and how Sega plans to remaster, remake, or reboot its older series to capitalize on the globally recognized IPs it has in its vault. A number of old fan-favorite franchises are mentioned in the past IP group section, including Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, Knights, Space Channel 5, Panzer Dragoon, and res at the very least this suggests that the company is interested in bringing some of these games back to the market while strengthening its active ips such as yakuza persona and sonic um this is a fucking awesome oh yeah i'd love a new jet set radio i would nice so bad uh, that was the one that was on the wii right with the it had it kind of looked like Balan wonderland yeah 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 it's a purple league um same, that'd be cool same kind of style there panda dragoon i only know knights from a uh, sega superstars tennis true yeah mm-hmm. i mean this is cool um yeah. yeah i i figured it'd happen eventually it's it's a money machine those games yeah especially jet set radio and crazy taxi well you see there's a thing to talk about with jet set radio because i'm super into jet set radio mm-hmm. so i watch a lot super. of video essays and stuff on jet set radio um jet set radio is a cult classic but it commercially fucking flopped no but and i feel this, like now if you release a yeah. r- remake or something it's gonna i feel like it money. could i feel like i could but it flopped commercially and critically and they, they, when they made the sequel, Jet Set Radio Future, I think, um, that might actually that might just be the Japan name, but whatever. When they made the sequel, it did even worse. So I don't know if Jet Set Radio is a money printer, but I'm not. I want it because I love that fucking I, game. I think they're gonna do well enough for what they expect them to do. I mean, I hope remake, not a remaster. Personally, yes. for Jet Set Radio, because I think that's fine. that gameplay is fucking archaic. Mm-hmm. So and going back and playing that, you know. not good. Yeah, no, not. At I mean, all. I you could say that for most of these games, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. they should. Except crazy taxi, that shit's timeless. I mean, yeah, but imagine that with better handles too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like they could do anything here, and I'm yeah. sure it'll make them money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what the super game is. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna? It's probably get... a Sonic. Probably just Sonic game. And we're due. <laughs> yeah, I know it's been for a, while. a good one. Yeah, it's a big a, good one. It's, it's Sonic Mania was the last Sonic game. Like imagine a Sonic game to the level of Odyssey. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. It'll never happen. No, but it'd be really cool, wouldn't yeah. it? What if the super game is Sonic Adventure Three? I take it. Uh, me too. I play, it. I play, I, I play with some Chows. I play with some Chows. Mm-hmm. Um, now we got we got a little bit of rumor, rumor mill stuff uh, coming rumors. up. The next Donkey Kong is being developed by the Super Mario Odyssey team. It's a rumor from Domobi Damian McFerrin at Nintendo Life. Donkey Kong is one of Nintendo's oldest video game characters, and while the series has seen some massive releases over the years, Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong 64 being two notable examples, the franchise has remained pretty dormant since Tropical Freeze, which made its debut on the Wii U back in 2014 before being ported to Switch in 2018. However, there are... There are rumors that Nintendo is looking to resurrect the series by bringing it in-house. With development currently underway at Nintendo EPD, the game, respo- uh, the team responsible for Super Mario Odyssey. YouTuber Lonely Goomba has mentioned uh, the rumor in passing on social media, and other sources have also discussed it. But Nintendo Life can confirm that it has heard the same rumor from an independent and very trusted source, which would appear to lend this report some degree of legit- legitimacy. However, our source claims that the game will be 2D or 2.5D if you prefer, and not 3D. Exciting for Donkey Kong fans. Oh, yeah. I'm not I, a Donkey Kong fan. I would play it, though. The Mario Odyssey team killed it with Marty, Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, Which all this tells me is they're, they're not working on Mario Odyssey 2 right now. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not unlike Nintendo to hand a sequel to Disney. Yeah, that's that's true, but still. So, 
Makes me a little sad. <laughs> yeah. I wish this was Super Mario Odyssey 2 news and not necessarily Donkey Kong. Yeah. But I would take it. I don't know how you would do a Donkey Kong 3D. It just doesn't seem natural. Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I don't want that. That's how you do it, dude. I know, but I don't want that. It works for Mario. It doesn't work for work. Mario. Donkey Kong's been 2D for so long. Like, just keep him there. He's fine. He's yeah, doing fine. Donkey Kong, I don't think we'll make a good 3D game. Michael Clear. Timothy Duro. This is the next section of the podcast. The one this week in gaming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a section of the podcast where we talk about the historical releases, and you guessed it. I guessed it. This, this week, week in gaming. gaming. Yep. May 16th, Terraria drops in 2011. That game's 10 years old. 10 years old. Really good. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Uh, I never got into it as much as other people did. Mm-hmm. I was always much rather playing Minecraft. Um, but some people got so into it. So into that it's, game. It's pretty in-depth. 2017, on May 16th, two games dropped, Injustice 2 and The Surge on the same day. I don't know what The Surge is. Uh, the Surge is the uh, robot-style Dark Souls-like game. Where in the trailers you could like break arms off. Okay, yeah, cool. Well, it was know. really good. I played the whole thing. I, I liked it. Um, but it's, I like Injustice 2. It's a B-tier game. Uh, Justice 2 was really good, though. Mm-hmm. Really good. May 17th, Crazy Taxi 2001. We were just talk- talking about it. We Topical. were just talking about it. Timeless. L.A. Noir in 2011. Also a really good game. I like that game. I think that's a... X'd out, bro. That's, that's yeah, classic. the birth of I don't know out. if it's a must-play um, but, it's, but I think if it's you a, got if you got to, if it's in a bargain bin worth copping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, The Witcher two also in twenty eleven. Never played it, but hey, you know without Witcher two, The Witcher didn't exist for me until, until Witcher, Witcher 3. three. Yeah, me too. Me too. May same page. May eighteenth, Fate drops in two thousand five. The iconic PC game. Did you ever play it? No. You were like in a town called Fate. It was one of those old school games where you would dungeon dive. You would just go down level to level to level to level to level. I was playing SimCity 2000 and 2005. Okay. That's All where right, I cool. was. I was playing Fate. Okay. I was playing on Pop... Uh, uh, no, uh, Wild Tangent games. What were you about to say? I was going to say uh, PopCap, but that's... I that's thought you were about to say PopTropica. No, no. PopTropica? Yeah. No, I wasn't going to say PopTropica. That was a game. But, but yeah, on Wild Tangent, you would put these little coins in so you could like play free trials of games and mm-hmm. then you can like pay more to get coin it was kind of like a weird arcade thing that was yeah. on like the windows xp no one knows what i'm talking about shout out to Noah. um and i played a lot of fate and okay. i have okay. fate on steam because i bought it because i wanted to play it that shit sucks but i liked it back in the day punch out for the Wii dropped in 2009 i played the shit out of this i didn't i play i played the shit out of it could not for the life of me beat donkey kong he's the oh, final yeah, boss he's, in that one, yeah. he's the final boss but the only way to beat him is you go through the game twice and then, no, you go through the game once and beat it. Then you have to go through the game again, but everyone's harder with a new stipulation that if you lose three times, your guy retires and you're done. So the only way to truly beat the game is to beat the game again, is to beat the game and then beat it again, with, beat it again without losing three times. Because if you lose three times, your, mm. your save is like cash. So you have to beat the game again to get yeah. to the three loss okay. and our retire thing. And the final boss was always Donkey Kong. And we would get our shit rocked constantly. But the way we got around only being able to lose three times, as soon as he hit that final punch on your ass, Close turn the Wii off. Yep. <laughs> we would turn that shit That's off. That's how you do bro. it. We would hit that button. My dad would be like, go, 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 go. And I would run up there and I'd be like, oh, I can't. And I'd hit the button. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, I hope you got it. I hope you got it. And we'd turn it back on. And like, oh, yeah, we got no losses. We're good. And then we'd go back in. It was the only way to do it. That's dude. funny. And we tried for like months to whoop his ass. And we just could not do it, dude. He just rocked us. You every might have time. to revisit that. I do. I think we have a copy of Punch Out on the Wii around here somewhere. We should, I feel like that'd be a good, good challenge for you to see if you could beat it out. Because there's a lot of games from when you're younger where you're like, "This is the hardest thing in the world. I could never beat." But this. my dad, and too. then you do it now. Well, I mean, your dad, your dad. That's true. You're that's you. True. You're yeah. Timothy Darrow. You know. That's true. That's true. I, I want to see Tim conquer I'm, this. Okay. I'm, I'm a god. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a year later, though, uh, in 2010, Alan Wake drops. 
classic, classic game. Uh, the who is the origami killer? Red Dead Redemption. Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption dropped in 2010 as well. That's a game I missed. Jordan loves it though. He he's a big fan of the Red Dead uh, games. I liked Red Dead. Uh, uh, he has something Red to Dead say. Red Dead Two. I was just gonna say I agree. The, I think the game. I guess you can say series now fully. Mm-hmm. Is pretty good. Red Dead Revolver is kind of outdated, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it's still a good start to a game series. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you look at Red Dead Revolver, you never see it going from that to Red Dead Two. Yeah. Red so Dead Two is a is a massive incredible. Piece. So yeah, uh, I actually played Red Dead Redemption a lot. I also played the um the Undead Red Dead Night or no the zombie uh, version uh, of Undead it. Undead Nightmare. Which okay. yeah, which is like the same thing except just all zombies, completely new storyline. Yeah. So put a lot of hours into it. Classic. Yeah, it's, it's classic. classic. And just like you were talking about, it didn't exist until 2015. The Witcher yeah. 3 is, yep. when, is when that dropped. Very good game. Very good game. May 19th, oh. We Fit dropped in 2008. Never Banger, like, uh, never, uh, never, you know, a better feeling in the world than an automated woman calling you morbidly obese. As soon as you get in the game. Yeah, as soon as you're in that. You're like, oh, you're, you're, in you're seventh four grade. foot nine yeah. and you weigh 160? Yeah. <laughs> you're in seventh grade dealing with bullying. And you're like, oh, I can trust Nintendo, and they just call you a fat ass. I mean, and, then, and then they just have you do uh, steps. Yeah. Up and up and uh-huh. up to the side, up to, to the, the left. Oh, turns out you're a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> like every time. Sorry, we can't fix it. Yeah. Sorry. Hated it, dude. <laughs> Wolfenstein, the new order, dropped in 2014 as well. Um, really, really iconic. May 20th, speaking of iconic, Grand Theft Auto 3 in 2002. Mm. Uh, really good. And then. One of my favorite super giant games. I don't know if you've played it. Uh, Transistor in 2014. No, I didn't play Transistor. Really good. Phenomenal soundtrack as well. May 21st, Hunter the Reckoning drops in 2002. Shout out to Austin. Me and him used to play the shit out of this game. Um, it was one of those four-player isometric games, like in Di- the Diablo style. Yeah. But you, there was four characters that you could pick, kind of like in Left 4 Dead, where mm-hmm. there was like four specific characters, and they each were like their own class. And it was like a horror game where you were fighting like vampires and shit. Yeah. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the first boss is a giant teddy bear from like a little girl. It's, it's really good. Kind of has like Silent Hill vibes. I really liked it. Um, and then Resident Evil Revelations dropped in 2013. On May 22nd, all that had came out is Perfect Dark. Getting a sequel or a remake mm-hmm. or um, I don't know. Re- getting to something coming up from Xbox. So there you Exciting. have it, folks. Good, a good week. It was a pretty week. good week. I'd say it's a good week. Now it's time for the game. The game. Who's, Who's guessing? A, who's thinking of a character? Mm. I'm eating icy. I'll come on with one for you. You're coming up with a character? Yeah, I'll come on. I'll come on with one for you. Just give me a. Okay. Un momento, por favor. I'm sipping on this icy. Uh, root beer float icy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to go deep into my mind palace here. I'm a man, man out of rocks. Man out of rocks. be afraid of. What's man out of scissors? Little rock paper scissors joke for you. I got one for you. Do you? Yeah. You got something for me? I got something for you. Okay. Is this character meant to be realistic? No. Cool. Like like graphically, like graphically. No. All right. Cool. 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 Um. Is this character exclusive to one of the big three? No. Cool, 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 cool. This no. Char- is this character playable? Yes. Okay, okay. Man, I'm really chomping on this. Yeah, bro. Don't, whoa. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the lid's off. The lid's off. Um, So not exclusive to one of the big three. Nope. Not realistic. Nope. And playable? Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Let's see. Um, have I played this character? I would assume. You would assume I've played this character? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, not exclusive to one of the big three. This character, this game. Um, uh, so cartoony, cartoony, mm-hmm. 
cartoony, not exclusive to one of the big three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Playable. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. Is this character... Okay, let me think. He's thinking. Is this character good? Yeah. Cool. Like you're saying, good guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's um, five. That's five. Five. I'm trying to think. Good guy. Is this character published by any company that we have talked about on the show this week? Oh. Yes. Okay. Is this a Sega character? Yes. Okay. That's seven. Um, is this character blue? No. So not Sonic. Eight. But playable and a good guy. So not Shadow. Um, I really just sniped Sega like that, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, but like... <laughs> have to. Could have been Ubisoft. Is this character red? No. So not Knuckles. Knuckles. Is this character yellow? Yes. Does this character have... It's ten. Is this character a nerd? Is he real geeky? Is he a geeky character? Yeah, you can say that. Okay. It's 11. Dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what you're going for. Oh, no. Does this character have a nickname? Yes. Okay. Most characters do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Does this character have tails? Two of them? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it is it Miles Prowler? You would be correct. Yes, okay, sir. cool. <laughs> I was like, is there another yellow also Sega character? Also known as Tails. Is there another Sega character that I'm not thinking of that's yellow? I don't know. I, I tried to throw you off the scent a little there. I didn't think you'd get it that fast. Yep. Miles Prowler. I thought once you once once you got Sonic knocked out, I was like, all right, maybe he'll maybe he'll explore another avenue. And then then you just said red and yellow. I was like, all right, <laughs> now it's over. Gotta, gotta knock out Knuckles. Gotta knock out Tails. Oh, you got me. Knuckles. I've been bested. Yep. Now let's talk about the games that we've been playing. Ooh, we've been playing some games. We have been playing some games. So I finished Resident Evil Village. My thoughts are the same. That game's f- fucking boring. Um, the best parts of the game are the puzzly elements. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it really shines. But the gunplay and stuff remains to be boring. Every single boss fight was the same movements. Just run until I'm out of their range. Blast, blast, blast. As soon as they get close, run some more. Blast, blast, blast. Run some more. There wasn't really much to switch it up. Um, the 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 one bo- the only boss fights that's different was in is was in my favorite part of the game where they take your guns away and you're not shooting and you're you're forced to do something uh, different there. But all of the other portions of the game, I'm trying not to spoil anything so people can still play it. Um, they're just anytime I was shooting guns, I just did not want to be shooting guns. But anytime I was doing anything else, I was like, yes. When I was exploring, when I was getting boxes, like breaking boxes and trying to, mm-hmm. what's left in this room? Like, what's in here? I can't find it. Oh, it's a, there's like a little thing there. I shoot it. Oh, it drops down. That's the thing in the room. Um, oh, what do I need to unlock this door? This door. Oh, I grab this piece. If I run back down to here and go down here, I can now unlock this door and there's all this stuff. That's cool. That's fun. Uh, but the, the boss fights and the gunplay just the entire, entire way through, I was just like, dude, uh, this sucks. And like you said, I I should have put it on casual difficulty a lot sooner than I did, and I think I would have had a better time with the game. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a thing that a lot of people need to get uh, through their heads. Uh, me a little bit sometimes, too. It's that it's perfectly okay to just drop difficulties down and stuff to pl- be able to play a game. Because a game, ultimately, they, is there for your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you Unless you're specifically interested in the challenge, yeah. just throw it on casual. It, yeah, because you shouldn't feel... 
uh, you know, this discussion always comes up with Dark Souls games and stuff. You shouldn't feel ashamed for dropping difficulty down or if a game's, you know, too difficult and you want to make something easier, playing on easy or very easy, you know, like the mm -hmm. Wolfenstein games back in the day used to shit on you for that. They would call it like baby mode and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, come on, man. Games are supposed to be accessible and it's there for your enjoyment and for you to have fun. And so mm -hmm. if dropping the difficulty down to the lowest setting makes it where you have more fun, then fucking do that, dude. And if making it higher... Uh, makes it have, uh, more fun for you then do that as well um, I wish I would have dropped it to casual a little sooner because I did not have a lot of fun during those sections um, and towards the end I was really just trying to can I can I just mm. roll these credits because you know Mass Effect comes out tomorrow and I don't want to do it so I made it my way all the way through the castle mm -hmm. um, and so I'm I've got like two and a half hours in or whatever yep and I'm I'm enjoying it a lot more than you did um it might just be because of the difficulty. I don't know. Because I'm not spending eight bullets on a zombie. I'm spending four. Yeah. Um, Half the time just standing and the, the boss fight with yeah, certain people mm -hmm. was it took me half as long. Yeah. Um, And I think that really affects how you look at the game. Because you're not sitting there like, bro. There, you remember shooting um the like flying yeah. dudes? So much easier. Yeah. So it, there was a lot of things. I turned off aim assist, which I think you had on, mm -hmm. which I felt made it easier for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't just... I would try and do moves, and it would snap onto it, and I'd keep pushing away from it. Mm. So things like that. Um, I think you really have to mess with the settings of that game to kind of make the controls feel nice to you. Yeah. Um, just the sensitivity stuff, really. But I enjoyed the puzzle solving. Um, I've enjoyed kind of the the mystery the st the superpowers that Ethan has mm -hmm. are dumb <laughs> and need to be explained um but I'm enjoying it I think it's going to be probably like a 8 out of 10 game for me yeah um, I'm saying it's all 6 I think your favorite area is probably going to be my least favorite area really yeah <laughs> well, I'm not looking forward to that but I think it's a decent game mm -hmm. so what yeah, else I think it's just fine um and then I've played a little bit of Mass Effect um, I played a little bit of it, got through, and then realized that I could create a custom character because I'm a dumbass, and I started over um, so I could start a custom character. Crazy how much faster that shit is when you're skipping all the dialogue, bro. Mm -hmm. When I'm just mashing that X button, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. The only problem is the skip dialogue button is the same button as the pick dialogue button. No. <laughs> so uh, when I'm trying to skip dialogue, I end up hitting pick dialogue options, and I'm like, wait, I would not have said that. That takes me back to the um, cyberpunk. Uh -huh. When you like the skip dialogue button was the same button as yes, crouch. So ass, dude. So you'd like skip a dialogue, it teleports you to another room, and you hit crouch or something. Yeah. And you you get someone's attention. Yep. And it's so stupid. Yep. Oh, I yeah. Hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I wish it didn't pick the dialogue, but that's fine. Um, Ma Mass Effect One is what I'm playing because I'm playing Legendary Edition and I'm playing through Mass Effect One. Uh, that game's old, man. It's a fucking old game. Can you not uh, customize your controls? No, you can't do shit. You can do like some bumper flips. You can do some uh, like some southpaw stuff, mm -hmm. but you can't customize the controls. I could if I went into the Xbox menu and customize that, but I would have yeah. to do all that extra stuff. And that's a little confusing. Um, it's just it's it's very very archaic uh, with with the way that that things do. The sprint yeah. only like kind of being it, the sprint's weird with the stamina and the way you sprint. Mm -hmm. um, some of the camera angles are weird. There's a lot of empty space in a lot of places. Um, it's just you know, echoes of an old game. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. It's hard to tell right now. I'm not that far in mm. and I'm in the Citadel right now and I've just been fucking talking. I've just been talking for so long, dude, for so long. So that's really all I've been doing. Okay. I've, I've, well, I've hopefully shot, next week you'll be a little yeah. further in. I've shot a few uh, people. Um, 
they have like abilities and things that you can do, but I don't ever really use them. And they don't ever really really feel super useful. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like I don't I don't I'm just gonna keep shooting my sniper rifle because I'm killing them in one shot. So I'm just gonna keep and there's no ammo. Yeah, it's like rechargeable weapons. So I'm just like ah oh, headshots. And I'm knocking enemies down. So that's cool. Maybe maybe it'll change. Um, but uh, and the menus, the menu. I hate the menu. I hate it. Like just the, an old game, bro. Yeah, like going to the journal and going to the equipment menu and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's all just like, man, this is before people realized all of these like design things. Yeah. So I have a feeling once I get into two, once I get into three, I mean, I'm, yeah, really I think it's just fall games more. in general. Like you're you're talking about Jet Set Radio. They yeah. just need to remake it at that yeah. point. Same thing if like, I don't know if they were ever to make remake, um, the original Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want cheeks. I don't want it to just look nice. Yeah, you need to redesign. Yeah, because that this, that, that shit's like fields. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, just fields, dude. It, there's so much of that game that could be trimmed and made better. Mm-hmm. The uh, the controls could be better. Yeah. So I, I think that's just old games. And then the, you get into a discussion of like, you know, are you trying to keep the original? Yeah. Game there, How or are you just trying you to make it a new game? Yeah. So I I'm always of the mind of saying like, hey, just ch- just change it. Or give the option to yeah. do either. Um, just change it if you want. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of in the mediocre area right now of like, uh, but I haven't done a lot. Like I, the story hasn't really popped off. Yeah. Um, I've only met a couple of characters. I've spent a lot of time just talking to side dudes at the embassy to learn about alien races and shit. And they're like, mm. oh, we like to trade and blah, blah blah blah. So I'm just learning all that stuff, looking through the codex. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to like put waypoints on your map. I'm always fucking lost. I don't know where I'm going. And you have like missions, but you can't like you can't like track one. So you just have a list of missions you need to do. Yeah, and then like tells you where to go. Like it tells you in the mission thing, but it doesn't ever like it's never like hey. Yeah, have to go into the menu. Every yeah, time it was I like you go. gotta go mm-hmm. meet. You gotta go talk to the council. But it was that shit was not on my map. Mm-hmm. So I was just fucking running around trying to find the council. It was just the, an old game. I had to go into an elevator. I think when it comes to Mass Effect, it's one of those games where like you have to micromanage yourself. Yeah. So like you. Instead of getting a quest marker, they'll tell you about the quest in the dialogue, and they yeah, expect they you do. to listen and yeah. remember what you. One hundred percent, which makes it difficult to to dip out and then come back because like yeah. I just had a conversation with a dude, and I know he told me to do some shit. I don't remember it, and when I go back in there to play that shit, I'm be like, I don't know where the fuck to go. I mean, we've seen that in other games before. I mean, recently we we talked about how Valhalla did that little, mm-hmm. where it was just like. If you didn't listen to anything that NPC told you, mm-hmm. good luck trying to figure it out. Yeah. What you're supposed to do. Unless you go look it up, right? And so. I, yeah. And I'm kind of like, the skill tree and stuff, like, doesn't really feel it, I think it's just overwhelming right now. Yeah. It's such and a so. big game, and you're just now getting in. So. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll have to see where I end up landing on that. But that's where I'm at right I, th- now. I think we'll have a better judge in a week of how you feel about it. I, uh, I beat Pokemon Snap. Beat that shit. It was a really good experience. I think... The best way I can word it is it is an amazing Pokemon Snap game. It is a phenomenal Pokemon Snap game. Of the two. Um, I don't know how good it is as, uh, as a game. As a game. Like, I just can't judge it because I know I love can't it. Can't put because, aside Pokemon yeah. love. Yeah. So I think it's only meant for those who extremely love that franchise. Mm-hmm. And for them, it'll be phenomenal. For someone who doesn't care about Pokemon to maybe, just try it. Maybe not worth the 60. No, okay. definitely not worth the 60. Um, but it's it's really cool for how they made an on rails photo game interesting. Yeah, yeah. For you to so. be able to do stuff because on rails games typically ass. Yeah, uh, just the behaviors of the Pokemon, the changing of the level at night, at day when you level up the course. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff. 
the interactions you can you can throw stuff you can play music and you'll get them to do different things and if you do this this and this if you do three things throughout the level at the end of the level you might get this to happen so there's a lot of really cool things they did to make it not feel super repetitive because you have to go through some of the courses mm-hmm. multiple times multiple times sometimes to so level like them up. yeah um to get certain shots and stuff like that and they there's enough variety in the level to make it not feel super repetitive so mm-hmm. i think it's a great game if you like pokemon um definitely give it a shot uh, i don't think you'll be upset it's a fun game okay. 50 bucks at walmart and those are the games that we were playing now it's time for reader mail. You can get mm. your questions read on the show by sending an email into synced at gmail.com, just like Spencer did, but he actually didn't send the email in. This is all from the Discord. This thing. is Discord, which counts. Uh, which does count, but our email, our inbox is empty, so send some stuff. Um, what is the most satisfying sound in any video game, not music, but actual sounds? For me, it's going to be scrolling through a menu or popping vats in Fallout. So I got a couple things here. Um, some of these aren't exactly video game sounds, but we'll get to that. First video game sound, though. Um, the menu and... Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay. It's just iconic when you're scrolling through. The sound is so good. The next one's though. The switch click sound. Yeah. The sh- 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 it's so good. And then the achievement popping sound. Yeah. Those are probably some of my favorites. For me, it's uh, footsteps. It's always fucking footsteps. Footsteps. Footsteps in the snow. Footsteps just on some rocks. Change as you walk under footsteps on some grass. And then the noise of dudes holding guns when they sprint. Mm-hmm. You hear like the... Sh- yeah, that one. I really like that one. That's about it for me. Just iconic menu sounds. I kind of agree. Like a the Pokemon menu sound. I about to say Call of oh. Duty headshots. Yeah, yeah a, a, head, dink. a head. Just like, ding, ding. like the headshots at Battlefield have always been really nice. Same for Call of Duty. Shield breaks and Apex. Shield, Shield breaks, breaks and Apex. Really nice, dude. That dude. feedback. That feedback. You like to have that feedback. Mm-hmm. Audio feedback. It, but it, footsteps always for me. If it, footsteps are super important in a game. Knocking down a chug jug in Fortnite. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, sure. This one might be kind of like broad, but I love rain in video games. Yeah, like when it's a good rain texture sound mm-hmm. and it hits like when it changes from like the dirt to yeah. hitting metal and it feels real. I love rain. It's yeah, rain, really rain's pretty good. With the release, with the releases is what I said. With the recent release of Pokemon Snap, it got me thinking of relaxing video games. Which video game has to be the most stress-free and relaxing video game? The new Pokemon Snap is def up there, along with any Animal Crossing. See, I disagree with Animal Crossing being stress-free because, because that's the reason I've not revisited it. Yeah, I'm gonna open it up. And I'm gonna get stressed out. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not gonna want to play it. There for a while though, it was very relaxing. Yes, it, it was. It was less stressful than the shit happening but around us at it's, the time. Yes, it's relaxing because you're you're on top of it. Yeah. The second you let your village start to go it's, a it's little, over. it's over. Stress. Um, Outer Wilds is a very peaceful, stre- uh, stress-free game. Um, Edith Finch, mm-hmm. very peaceful, stress-free game. Free game. Um, well, it's not very peaceful, but it's stress-free. I think it's very, it's it's sad tears. Um, Minecraft, of course. Minecraft, dude, like, come on, you can't, it is so you can't stress-free. fucking beat, you can't beat Minecraft. And you're only stressed out if you're playing with other people. Uh, yeah. That's not the game. Cozy Grove, pretty stress-free. Spirit Fair, nice and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Game about death and moving on. Um, did you League say gross of Legends? Sp- Spearfair? Did I just hear gross to Spearfair? Scribblenauts? Scribblenauts? Scribblenauts is classic. That's okay. Yeah, sure. Drawn to Life. Super good. That's not a stress free game, though, but Drawn that's a fun game. It's Drawn to Life. It was a shitty game for the Wii where you drew stuff. Me and Tetris Noah, is up me there. And Noah loved it. Tetris is not fucking stress free. Well, okay. It's relaxing, not stress free. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um,. It's hard to find a game that does both. Yeah. Because sometimes relaxing is just getting your mind off stress on other things. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Flower. 
Flower. I've never Iconic heard of Iconic indie game. Indie? Journey. You Journey. just name all your indie games now? Mm-hmm. What's a, what's a good game then? No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. No Man's Sky is good. That's about know. it. That's all I can think of. Yeah. I don't really play too many stress-free games. Yeah. I'm always playing games that are intense. Mm-hmm. Super fucking intense. Well, that's all I got for you. Yeah, that's all I got for you. That's it for the show this week. Hey, if hey. you like that show, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash synced up. You can give us some money to join our Discord or to get our post show like we are about to do. What the are we going to talk about? Show? We're going to talk about... Oh, mm, oh not going to tell you. It has something to do with the zoo. And that's all I'll say. And it's not... And if you want to know more, Plates. just go ahead and throw us a $5 over there on patreon.com slash And you get access more. to all of those post shows and have a lot of fun with us. We've ranked Binge little Debbie Chips. Little There's Debbie, some good ones. Debbie Chips. You know what? Little Debbie Chips. Motherfucker. We ranked Chips and Little Debbie Snacks on Tuesday post shows. You can pay five bucks to get that if you want it. It's pretty good content. We talk about it in the Discord a lot, which you would also get access to if you did it. But if you can't, that's perfectly okay. We still appreciate you for watching or listening to this episode we of the Up Podcast. And we will see you all next week. Everybody else, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.